Welcome to episode 57 of Roller. Hey, we have something different. Uh, a friend of mine, Melly Sparkles, that's her pseudonym, and that's what we're sticking with. Uh, <laughs> from Sydney and also better known as The Art of Jiu-Jitsu. If you guys are late to the party and haven't seen this chick's Instagram page, The Art of Jiu-Jitsu, she draws the most amazing jiu-jitsu drawings that, well, I've ever seen. And I think uh, even Bia Mosquita and Letitia Herbera said the same that they'd ever seen when uh, she pulled out her sketch pad on the New Zealand camp where we met. So welcome, Melly. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So awesome. I, um, I'm, I'm really, like... I love this podcast and the main reason is because like we're out to unearth all the individual cool kind of look under all the rocks of the jiu-jitsu community and just kind of like some people come on and they're just badass fighters. Other people come on because they're like a husband and wife team. You're definitely like the first artist that we've had. On oh, wow. Yeah, so, as far as I know anyway. Uh, and I'm really fascinated today to talk about like Art and jiu-jitsu, like do you consider jiu-jitsu an art, for example? Is it like another form of your self-expression or like how does that feel? No, well, actually for me, like the, the name Art of Jiu-Jitsu, it was an intended play on words um, because I'm quite creative, I think, in my mind and very visual person. Um, in the end, I was like, oh, it's two things. It's martial arts, obviously, but then an art form as well, which is something that we can create. So that was probably the inspiration for the name. And so when I look at jiu-jitsu, I do see it from two perspectives. I see it as a martial art and I see it as a, a form of art, I suppose, because I make my little creations out of them. <laughs> Brilliant. Is there a way, Anton, that we can share your screen and see uh, so yeah, the viewers? I'll we we only have a few viewers, Melly. We, we joke every, <laughs> every episode. There's about 10 people <laughs> watching this. Say that. <laughs> we should say that. I've got to stop saying that because, yeah. <laughs> People tend to uh, come up to me and say, oh, my God, I love your podcast, that I would never have expected. So, yeah, there are people out there watching this. That's right. It's, it's definitely in the hundreds, at least now. We know that much because yes. so many people have actually come up to us and said that they've seen a podcast. That's right. Yeah. In the fast yeah. lane, the famous. Yeah. yeah this this is stuff it. is so cool. Can you see my screen now? Yep, yeah. Yep, yeah. Wow, look at this. Just talk us through some of this stuff. Like, how do you do it? Where do you do it? Is this what you do on the toilet? Or is this you sit by the mat and draw? <laughs> how does it work? So every time that I come home from the gym, I, I don't know if you can see my screen, but I have my little notepads that I use. So I've got my little books. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six books um, that are literally just papered with lines. I come home and I just draw what I see in my mind. And when I'm actually training, I try, I guess the best way to describe it is taking a screenshot of the key moments uh, in the technique that the coach is teaching us. And I come home, draw the main images and then just write instructions around them. So they actually seem to bring people a lot of joy and happiness. So I actually now love to do it for two reasons, for my own learning, but just because people seem to enjoy them. So so this one for example uh this was taught to me recently by my coach lucas and uh it's great for when you get stuck in an arm triangle for a way to try and leverage a little bit of freedom in that neck area so uh i think there's about four or five pictures but i only post maybe two or three of them because people don't need to see everything and they're probably not interested in all of them but just some of the key moments of oh how would i escape from that uh, 
So yeah, that's a good one. I haven't been able to use it in a role yet, but it's, it's in the mind. Right. <laughs> I'm definitely going to need it one day. <laughs> it, it's just amazing because I don't know about you, Anton, but I tried this sort of thing when I first started. And it did not look like this. Like, I can yeah. tell you now that my my kids will attest to the fact that my drawings were not. I, I don't even know what they are. When I look back now, like they're stick figures, you know. And I'm yeah. writing explanations underneath, you know, yeah. right arm to left leg. Yeah. It's exactly. even the way you yeah. put the words together makes sense, you yeah. know. So let, let me just um, be completely transparent here. Um, this is the first drawing that I ever did. Can you I'm, see my I'm screen? Gonna, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. Anton, stop sharing it. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, Can wow. you see that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a go. stick figure. It's stick figures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like I was born with this magic talent. Uh, I think what I was born with was the, the visual mind. But then as like even just like a few pages down, uh, they start to advance and change. So, you know, with jiu-jitsu, it's grown as well. Um, but mm -hmm. I always like to remind people my first drawing was a stick figure for sure. <laughs> Ali, I love you because this is such a metaphor for the evolution of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Your yeah. ability to learn and, and then document that has grown with your ability to do the art. Could you draw before that? Have you done drawing classes, art classes? Are you into all that stuff? So I know that everybody says, um, you know, jiu-jitsu gives them special things, powerful things and, you know, saves lives and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, for me, the last time that I drew was when I was in high school and then I got lost in my career, being an adult and doing all those things that you do. And I've always really enjoyed drawing, yes, but I hadn't done it for a long time. And then when I started, that was actually my... <laughs> did my first lesson and I happened to have that book and I drew that night. That was my first picture. And jujitsu has genuinely brought back my passion for journaling wow. <laughs> and drawing and, you know, capturing all of that stuff. So yeah, like it's, it's, you know, honestly, it's, it's great. So that was jujitsu has given me a lot and my drawing and journaling has been one of the main things. So. Oh wow. And mm. so you still do it like regularly. You don't, do you it. don't let it slip. I haven't stopped. No, every single class, every single seminar, anything I've ever done on the mats, I cannot sleep unless I come home and download it. Wow. <laughs> so when I was um, very new at the very beginning, I actually found it was a very good way to settle down any adrenaline or emotion that I'd felt from class that night. Sometimes you'd lie awake in bed thinking, 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 you know, I guess as we all do, you know, I should have done this. Why didn't I do that? How can I counter this for next time? Whereas now, or even absolutely for me, I come home, I download everything into my notebooks. I remember the essential things. And coaches say some pretty quirky stuff. And sometimes that's the stuff that sticks with you when you need it in a role. So I'll write down any of the quotes or any of the tips, any of the advice, draw the pictures, and then I can leave it. So I don't have to stress or worry about forgetting it. And even... Like with COVID last year, obviously we all had some downtime. I had my books. I could go back and reflect on what I'd learned, you know, and there are definitely times where I've gone to the gym and I've trained and I've forgotten something or I've been stuck and I, I can see it. Like I know that there's something that I know. I just go back to my books and read the contents page that I've created and go to the page and then review it and then try and practice it again. So 
even though I just uh, draw the pictures once, I do refer to my books uh, quite a lot. <laughs> is there a, so, is there a vision for this? Because I mean, like my mind, I'm, I'm definitely in the entrepreneur space, but I see seminars <laughs> teaching people how to journal like this. I see coffee table <laughs> books. I see um, jujitsu porn. People doing this stuff in the nude, uh, like you know, like special books. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting right out there now, but. Yeah. Like there is so oh, I mean, why not? Yeah, why the world's not? gross stuff. <laughs> That's right. So like, what about for you? Is this just something you keep to yourself and it's very private or are you, do you have a plan? Uh, well, I think to be honest, um, at the moment it's very like I do it because I love it and I have the Instagram page because like I said earlier, it does seem to make people happy and they bring, you know, it brings joy to their day and jiu-jitsu people love repetition, I guess, don't we? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but actually the coach that I'm training with at the moment, Lucas, uh, he and I are making a kid's colouring book. Wow. <laughs> so um, I've just bought some new equipment, like I'm talking to on my iPad. So the last gift, uh, well, it's the first gift that I created, the last post on my page, um, that I'm trying to create a format um, for kids' books, but then also with the gifts. So I am at the point where... I'm really comfortable with my style and how I create my images. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I do want to um, push it to the next level. So, obviously, those those gifts, I want to make more of those because that's actually really good for my own learning too. It challenges me yeah. bringing the whole sequence together for it to make sense. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the kids' colouring book is just amazing because there's two sides to it. We've got the images um, that the kids can colour in but there's also games that uh, helps their mind uh, just think about puzzles and different bits and pieces. I haven't posted any of the, the kids' colouring stuff there, but it's also an opportunity to relay messages. So we've been including things like care for Mother Nature, how can they, you know, make the world a better place and respect on the mats, just lots of, like, key values and bits and pieces like that. So hopefully in 12 months' time uh, we'll actually have a whole uh, product or item mm -hmm. completed and I'm really excited about that so that's that's been quite a good um, little project to be involved in so watch this space <laughs> wow thank you for sharing that absolutely <laughs> yeah that's awesome. so that's awesome and uh, Melia it wouldn't be a podcast for us without asking um, about your <laughs> jiu-jitsu journey like where you started um, how long have you been doing it I mean you and yeah. I met when you were I think a four-stripe white belt on the New yes. Zealand Bia and Letitia camp in 2019. So tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Um, so I basically found jujitsu because I had a snowboarding injury. Um, I was in Japan and just landed badly on my shoulder, came home and was a bit deflated about not training. And I ended up having some PTs in Muay Thai um, and boxing kind of area uh, with Kaio. He's one of my, I can't say his last name, <laughs> Kaio Belt. Atari, I think. Uh, anyway, he just happened to be a black belt uh, in jiu-jitsu at the gym that I was training at, which was training grounds. And he said, oh, you know, you should give um, jiu-jitsu a try. So I did. And I was just immediately hooked because I was like, well, I'm a pretty athletic person and I just can't do any of this stuff. And I was super inspired by all the girls that were there. They were training hard. They were, you know, taking on the guys. And it was just such a massive learning opportunity. And I was like, oh, how's that for personal growth and change? And I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so that basically got me straight in there. And in at the same time, um, you know, some of my friends and J Jessica was my first jiu-jitsu friend. She's actually quite talented. 
professional artist. Uh, and she was doing something similar, drawing all the pictures and the techniques. And she's like, oh, you should do the same thing. And it was all at the beginning where I kind of found it and started. So my whole my whole jujitsu life is literally in these books. Wow. <laughs> like I can tell you about my competitions and any seminar in camp and whatever. So then I just got completely addicted like everybody does um, Then went to every single seminar, every single training session that I could went obviously overseas a couple of times I went to Bali MMA and then obviously Kim I met you when we went to New Zealand and uh, I've just been to been to Victoria to train with some of you guys down there as well like just fully immersed myself um, in it so it's I actually I love going back through my books too because it's a trip down memory lane and when I think about what I learned where like it's all it's all documented um and then I guess obviously COVID everybody had a pause but uh 2020 wasn't so bad for me because in October last year um my coach at the time Scott Island gave me my blue belt so that was really cool and I actually started all my blue belt drawings in my blue book (laughs) so I started color coding um everything what belt was i when i did that okay I'll go <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so you've got um, six books so did you say have you got like five books of of white belt yeah pretty much oh actually no so these four are white belts one is blue belt and this one uh, is competition. So I've, I have segregated them in some ways. <laughs> um, What's so, yeah, so the competition cool. one? What, what do you draw in there? So I reached out to people um, before. <laughs> when I say competition book, I haven't done a huge amount of them. Right? So I've already done one main competition. Um, but I reached out to a lot of people and I said, oh, I'm going to compete. I'm really keen to learn from your experiences, what advice would you give me? So I wrote down all the advice. I wrote down what my goals were. I wrote down my training regime um, and I actually drew a picture from each of the fights that I had and whether I won or lost, I drew the outcome um, so that I would remember and appreciate the experience. Mm -hmm. And then underneath those pictures, I um, wrote what I learned and what I would try and do better next time. So, and actually I I like to keep that because now when people ask me, oh, Mel, I'm going to compete, whatever, whatever, I'm like, yeah, let me help you. This is what I've learned and Mm -hmm. obtained from some people who are really into competing um, competitions and stuff like that so and things about diet things about you know emotional preparation physical preparation like just everything that people learn and share together so uh, just so I don't forget it <laughs> and now I have the ability to share that knowledge and I can't I think that's really nice so I mean people will kind to give it to me I should do the same and, and give it out there so so that's most of the stuff that goes into my competition book um which I haven't used for a while <laughs> So uh, they're going to be a little bit longer before right. I, I go into a comp as a blue belt. It's a whole new ball game, but it's good. <laughs> it also me the kind of stuff, just scrolling through again, there's so much of it, but it would be mm. good to be on a website with like keyword searches, you know, where you could go, okay, armbar stuff, you know, <laughs> and you've got all these drawings about that but because it's like not indexed, is it really? Like for people to find. Uh, not on Instagram yeah not on Instagram but if you ask me what I've learned I could because I at the back of all my books um so I can find what I need I have a list with the page number oh, you've got Melly's 
Index. Organized. <laughs> so I can find all my stuff, but uh, yeah, probably on Instagram, it's just a bit of a lucky dip, I think. <laughs> if there's a better way of formatting it, I'm happy to change the structure, but at the minute, I guess it's just organized for me. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, I remember Letitia saying that you know, she would endorse that book when we were on the camp. Like she, she is you know, one of the greatest women athletes of all time. So, yeah, it, you could definitely put, from, uh, publish it into a book at some stage. I wonder. Oh, uh, it was yeah, a massive compliment. I'd be really well, the, study. Oh, sorry, I was cutting you off. You go and I'll come back. No, in. I was just going to say the first step is just the kids' book. I mean, let's just see how we go with the kids' colouring book. And, I mean, it, my my skills are definitely growing and which is cool to see like I love seeing how nearly every book has got a different style of my drawings now but you know I'm, I'm open to it and I really would love to create a book in the future it's just how would I do it who would the audience be where could I pitch it at blah 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 so at the moment working with Lucas is a really good combo because I've got the ability to draw it and put it on paper and he's got a lot of that knowledge and experience so he's a he's a fantastic um martial artists as well so our powers combined it's uh step one <laughs> for the project for the kids and then you know we'll see what happens after that <laughs> I'd, I'd be really interested to see like if you got a photo of the move and then you got a drawing of the move and you showed kids or adults like hmm. a which one would they remember better you know what i mean in a situation of recall what would have a bigger impact i'd be really interested to see that data but I keep, That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I, but I can't stop coming back to if I could draw like this, I would most likely remember these positions so much better. Like I really yeah. think that there's a need in the ever like I, I've got a friend Ollie Smith. He's come up with a great jujitsu journal, um, and we should get him on the show actually because he can talk about that jujitsu. But it's just a written journal, you know. There's no drawing in there. But I think the act oh. of drawing means you're very unlikely to forget in oh, yeah. relation to just writing down for for many people at least. Um, there's got to be a way to teach some more people this skill. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that my uh, retention of techniques is helped by drawing. Mm. I absolutely believe that because sometimes I can't articulate it, but I can see it. And I think it's because I've um, written it down. And even if I can't remember the move, I definitely understand when I'm on the mats where I know something particularly what the dangers are I think that my defense is very good uh, because when I'm drawing these techniques I have to draw both sides I have to draw what the attack is I have to draw what the you know the loss is and if there's a defense tip that comes from somebody you know all of that gets captured sometimes my drawings can be very very detailed and I mean now I probably spend 20 minutes to half an hour doing it I used to or could easily still spend hours, like if I wanted to. But now I'm just kind of refining my process and getting it down a lot quicker. But at the beginning, I would draw for two or three hours before I went to bed just because it would be so much in there. And I'm like, oh, I just want to get it down and I want to get it properly. I remember when I went to Bali with some of my friends, uh, we were all sharing a room and they wanted to go to sleep, but I hadn't finished drawing it. So I'd stay awake for another hour. And they're like, oh, Mel, we just want to go to bed. But yeah. in the end, it worked for them because they were like, oh, what, remember we're in Bali, what did we do? And then we go back and refer to the <laughs> sketches. So in the end, it, you know, it all works out. <laughs> so good. I like how you call this one the lumberjack sweep. I've been taught this one's called the idiot sweep, actually, because if you fall for it, <laughs> you're an idiot. And I've fallen for it a lot of times. But uh, lumberjack sweep. <laughs> I know for 
So, and honestly, the little names like that, it, it just comes from the quirks of the training. Uh, like that, I'm pretty sure, was Eric Holstrom that taught me that. So usually it's easier for me to draw who I learned it from or the partner that I'm training with. Yeah. And I'm pretty, I reckon if I went back to my book that that would be the Lumberjack Jack Suite that uh, Eric taught me when we were TG2. <laughs> so it definitely, like, it helps with memory for sure. So. I, I think, does it come back to, um, don't they say there's different kinds of learners, like visual learners, like you can watch it and you can see it or you have to do it to mm. be able to learn it or something. Isn't that, there's three different ways yeah. of learning or something. So you must be a, like a visual learner. So I'm you a see visual. it and it goes visual, into practical. Yeah, yeah, visual, practical. And there's even times like when I'm training with my partner and I'll just say, can we just do this really slow? Cause I need to like screenshot the images. Like I just, this is the angle. This is where my arms are. This is where your arms are. So actually now my drawings are much more powerful because of my training partners being part of that with me. So it's, yeah. And I think everybody has their different ways of learning, but I'm definitely a two-step learner. I'm, I'm the visual and the practical. So Definitely yeah. the drawing helps. <laughs> There's also, yeah, I think it's a spooky method, but I'm not sure, but it's a, like a learning philosophy, which is see one, do one, teach one. And I think the you are really teaching people jiu-jitsu at this point, you know, with your drawing. Oh, wow. so you're That's articulating, cool. you're reverse engineering, you're expressing it, and that definitely reinforces the methods as well. So, yeah. Well, I have to be honest, I was a little bit nervous about posting my drawings on Instagram which actually came about because I shown one of my friends and I were just bouncing off each other. Um, her name's Catherine actually. And she said to me, she's like, Oh, your drawings are so cool. You need to create an Instagram. And I was like, I don't know how to do that or why would I do that? She's like, no, people will love it. People will love it. And at the time I was white belt and I thought, Oh, you know, I was on, you know, just, I'm a white belt. No one like what, who cares about what I draw and what my opinion is. But the more that I've like, drawn these pictures and the more positive feedback and people sometimes contribute to it oh I've done that or I know what you're coming from now I'm kind of like all right well maybe I can share a little bit more about what I'm recording it's not so much a like a fear of criticism but there's just so many ways to do it and if I did record it wrong because it's not 100% accurate all the time like I've definitely drawn them and made notes that are incorrect yeah um but it's learning right eventually you just go back and correct it but I think now like you say when I post it on Instagram it is a good refresher sometimes for people mm -hmm. they might know a similar move or they might know the move you know and I think you're right I should maybe put more of the instruction and information on there because then it will be evaluating um to the jiu-jitsu jiu community um, but I think I'm only getting that confidence now as I'm kind of uh, training for longer and being a bit more confident in all of those fundamentals and the key things that the coaches are trying to, you know, share with us. So, Well, that's like your jiu-jitsu too, yeah. You get more confident in your game, like as you progress as well. So it's probably a similar thing. Like you're more confident now than you were two years ago as a white yeah. belt. So oh, you're, sure. you're probably, it's the same thing. And actually, we have just set up an Instagram account here as well, roll or die, haven't we? And so we're still in the process of doing that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're a little late to the game with uh, the Instagram <laughs> for this roll or die podcast, but it is out there now. Yes, I'll have to find you. <laughs> yes, we, have, we actually have about 10, 10 followers, I think. So we'll the 11 soon. Oh, I'll go follow you after this. <laughs> 
thank you. And definitely people should, like, I definitely recommend people follow The Art of Jiu-Jitsu. I'll just actually quickly share my screen so they can see how that's spelled. But um, another thing I'm interested in is what about, like, the mindset stuff? Like, you talked about you've got a competition book and you've got competition drawings. Like, and you touched on before how Jiu-Jitsu saves people's lives sometimes. There's so many amazing stories. Is there room for a theme of these which kind of taps into not the actions of the jiu-jitsu more, but like, I don't know, some of the less tangible qualities of jiu-jitsu, like thought bubbles and things like that. I don't know, but... Like, is there, like, could I draw them? No, not like, at all. Do I don't know, but like, I don't know. Is there room? Do you think that there's room for some, or do you think you could articulate that or bring something to the community that was not just about the mechanics of jiu-jitsu, but something else? Do you think that's... Yeah, you mean like draw the values and that kind of thing? Maybe, yeah. Oh, I guess that's going to be... Yeah. Sure. The book is where that sort of stuff would come out. <laughs> that's where it's starting. But, look, I, I do think that people enjoy the philosophy and thought process behind martial arts. I think that people who are really reflective and like to sit on a rock, and I'm one of those people, I like to just really think and absorb and see things from as many different angles as you can. I would love to draw and visualise and create images for those people that can't. Some people have it all in there, but they don't know how to put it down. And, you know, I'm one of those people that knows how to put it down, but, you know, sometimes the, it's like because I'm really I'm still new in the game. I've only been training for like nearly three years, I think. Mm. It's kind of, there's just so much to learn, like how much, you know, can you know? But when you start to learn and share from others and things come together, I think there's definitely space and opportunity to create images and sketches around the values that sit behind Jiu-Jitsu 100%. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that we're trying to do with the kids' book. We really want to, we're just starting small, so we want to start with changing and influencing the culture of the gym and see how people respond to that. Um, and it's going to be two levels of um, opportunity. So the first one is with the kids, but it's also for the parents and friends that send their kids to train jiu-jitsu, but they don't get that um, first-hand experience. They're getting it through their kids, whereas now when they see these drawings with some of the values that are ingrained into the images we're creating, Again, it's something, it can expand further. And I think we're definitely trying to do that with the project. And I hope that it can definitely grow down the path that you're alluding to, for sure. I would love to be a part of it. If it's possible, yeah. I want in. <laughs> I went through a really tough time in my purple belt. I don't have any stripes. I've been in the same spot for two years. You know, mm. COVID hit. And I'm, I'm there on the mats just invalidating myself. And yeah. there's nothing really out there other than, you know, just people in the gym saying, I oh, don't quit or don't, but I really did think about quitting jujitsu for a few months, uh, you know, it's yeah. like difficult times. And I think some of this stuff could be out there as memes and bits and pieces, like just people just recreating what people are going through on the mat at the different levels, so the different belts, so many people quit at blue belt, all that sort of stuff, you know? Well, I think I would definitely love to do that, but people have to share their experiences with me before I could draw it. I can only draw my own suffering. <laughs> so, and in the meantime, but, you know, I mean, there's millions and millions of techniques in jiu-jitsu anyway, so you're not going to yeah, be short yeah. of uh, materials but, or the technique. That's that's for sure. There's yeah. so much. Yeah. And I it's always like changing. It's always evolving. Your own suffering. I think that's what I'm looking for. 
Like, if you could draw your own suffering, I would be happy with that for some weird reason. <laughs> I would oh, I'd probably spend draw longer drawing my own suffering than I would the technique every night. <laughs> Pretty standard experience, I think. <laughs> oh, God. And one other question, like just changing tactics here. Do you have any advice for any other girls out there that might be listening? It sort of would be remiss of me not to have another female on just to ask your opinion. And you might say, I oh, know I'm only a blue belt. I've only been doing it for a short while or whatever. But there's, you know, there's still value in what you've got to say mm -hmm. and what, uh, you know, you experience because there's probably women out there also feeling the same. So what would you say to them if they're sort of struggling a little bit? Yeah, I think that um, at the end of the day, I've got a, a heap of books in here and it comes from knowledge that's been shared by everybody. And unless you knew everything that I learned, which is looking at those blue, like those books, you don't know what I know until we have a role. And I don't know what anyone else knows until we have a role. And it doesn't matter when you look at someone, when you speak to someone, anything, when you start to make assumptions about how you are compared to them, um, it starts to impact your mind. So I would always say concentrate on yourself, you know, compete against yourself. Remember that um, everyone's capable of moving forward. You know, emotional resilience is a really powerful thing. And jiu-jitsu can be great and jiu-jitsu can be really hard, but it's always there and it can be whatever you make it to be. If you want to go and just try and destroy everybody, then you have to be prepared to suffer those wins and losses. If you want to go and just enjoy the interaction, you know, it can be as happy and lighthearted as you want it and you're still going to learn something. So whenever it gets complicated, I would think about what you wanted and focus on that and forget the noise. <laughs> so I agree. Hey. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm happy thanks. to almost leave it there, Anton. I don't know about you. I, I think that's a really beautiful uh, closing. It was a, a really lovely, lovely episode. So oh. uh, one last thing I should say, though, um, you are getting married this weekend, yeah? Whoa. So yes. I want to yes. say thank you so much for uh, taking the time this week. Um, I edit this, so it'll be a week or two before we post it up. So by the time it comes up, you probably will be married. So how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited. And I think yeah. that all my jujitsu breathing techniques are coming into play, <laughs> keeping myself calm. You'll have to be, you'll be Melly in your new name. You know, that's going to lose. You're yeah. going to lose the name Sparkles. <laughs> no, I'll be Melly Sparkles forever. <laughs> well, one more thing. I bagged you if we ever play Pictionary against Kim. You and me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, a podcast I would never even attempt that game. I only play games I can win, and there's no <laughs> way I would play against Melly because I would definitely lose. <laughs> I'm only good at drawing jujitsu. I can't draw anything else. <laughs> yeah, jujitsu seems dictionary. Didn't I tell you that? <laughs> anyway, oh, thank you so much again, Melly, for giving up your time, okay. and um, yeah. good luck for for the weekend. Thanks. Look forward yeah, to seeing the podcast when it's all done. And yeah, we'll post it up, and if you could share it. That'll be awesome. Yeah, and no, 100%. We'll, uh, we'll share your page too and uh, yep. win win for everyone. Thank Good you. Way. No worries. All okay. right. Thanks. Yeah. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.